Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Ben, and in this episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast, we're talking with a man who started a global barbecue business from his garage in Tasmania. Hey family, I hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. This is episode 127 of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast. And in this episode, we're talking with Michael Kirkham, aka Macca from Macca Tool Belts and Knife Rolls. But before we get into that, I've got, just got a couple of announcements that I've got to run by you first. Firstly, the newest review is up on the website now. It's a review of the Grill Gun by Grill Blazer. So head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com. It's on the homepage. Check that out. And if you do decide to get one, make sure you use the code word confessions at checkout. You'll save 10% on that Grill Gun. It's a really fun bit of kit. You're going to love it. The second thing is, um, if you haven't joined us yet, make sure you come over to Facebook and join us on the Smoking Hot Confessions barbecue community on Facebook. It is one of the kindest, nicest, most friendliest groups out there. Everybody's welcome and all the BS is left at the door. So if you're looking for somewhere to just, just to come and hang out and spend some time with nice people talking about barbecue, that's the group for you. And lastly, I just want to throw a shout out to today's sponsor, which is Meat and Fire Media Services. They're currently offering a brand building through strategic social media marketing course, which is aimed specifically at barbecue related businesses. And if you use the code word podcast at checkout, you're going to save a hundred bucks off that course. So do make sure you check that out. If you do have a barbecue business and you're looking to attract more clientele, get some more eyeballs on your stuff, that's definitely a good way to get started. Now for this episode, we're speaking with Macca from Macca Tool Belts and Knife Rolls. And I first actually met Macca at Meatstock Melbourne in 2018 and I fell in love with his gear straight away. And so it took me about 12 months to, to line it all up and to get everything ready, but I wound up getting a knife roll and matching um, apron. And uh, you've probably seen them. I, I take them to all the competitions and all the different uh, demos and things that I do around the place. So odds are you've already seen me using this stuff. It's absolutely beautiful. And tonight we're going to get into that. Um, now, not only are they highly popular in Australia, they're also being shipped all around the world. And we're going to ship one to one of you. So we are going to do a giveaway, which is super cool. Macca is going to put up a custom colored five pocket knife roll with your logo or your name uh, laser etched onto it. So we're going to give the details for that competition at the end of the episode. So make sure you watch all the way through to the end. That's really cool, and seeing as we're all excited about this now, let's get Macca in here. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? All right, Macca, my friend, welcome to The Confessional. How are you? G'day. How are you, Ben? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well, thanks. Yep. Yeah, me too. How's, the, uh, how's springtime in Tasmania? Oh, beautiful. Look, I'm on, in a T-shirt, in a Macca T-shirt, no less. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So, nah, it's really good down here. But I have to let you in on a secret. I'm in the workshop and I've got the heat pump on. <laughs> 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 it's a bit nippy down here this, today, but it's okay in the shed. Yeah, I, I thought that might have been the case. It's uh, You're in Tasmania and so for the American listeners, that's uh, you're almost at the opposite end of the country to me i'm i'm further up north and you're right down the bottom so just exactly a of, like a little texas 
Yeah, almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So, my friend, what was the last thing that you barbecued? Ah, oh, well, the last thing I barbecued was actually brisket. Um, I've got a um, a girl that works for me who's um, soon to become an apprentice. Um, wow. Uh, and yeah, so um, she had a birthday and that, and. Um, yeah, I made some brisket up and took around there and I think I've converted a few people to barbecue and um, now I've um, been asked to cook at their Bathurst <laughs> weekend. So um, wow. it must have been all right. So tell me about that brisket. How did you do it? What what barbecue did you cook it in? Um, I put it in uh, the Weber kettle um, and... Put it on a um, on an offset system, so I've got um, baskets on the one side and meat on the other, and got it up to about two thirty, and um, just let it let it sit. Um, took about five five hours unwrapped. It sort of got to a bit of a stall point, um, and and it was colder day. It was a colder day, so. It, so the fire sort of got to a bit of a stall point where it was just maintaining its heat, but it wasn't sort of like getting that that colour right. So yeah, so I had to put a bit more, bit more coal onto it, a bit more charcoal, and um, away we went again. So, but um, yeah, and then wrapped it. Um, yeah, had it back in for another couple of hours, rest for an hour. I sort of cheated a bit too. I um I texted a um a mate at um at Weber Barbecue, Kevin, that was on last <laughs> <laughs> just to double check what should I do? And um yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> hope he doesn't I I think we could say mates so now if we've been I've asked him later on, sort of like, oh, a couple of tips here and there. So it's pretty good, but He's a nice bloke. Nice bloke. He is, yeah. We we had him on the show here about two weeks ago and he just sung your praises, my friend. I know, I've seen that. I'm just so humble. So humble. <laughs> uh, fantastic. I just yeah, yeah. So um that uh that Weber kettle that you were talking about, is that your your favorite barbecue to cook on? What else have you got? Um, I've got yeah. It probably is, and it was given to me by Jimmy Anderson only a few years ago. Ah, from, yeah, from the smoking yeah. joint. Yeah, and that was through the barbecue community. So to get to know, I said, oh, has anyone got one? Because I was going to buy a new one, and I said, oh, I'd like to just practice a little bit and make sure it's for me and, and do it. But, um, yeah, so Jimmy had one, and... Um, yeah, it's in good condition and just sort of like the the handles were a bit rough, so I made these leather covers for the Weber handle and that to wrap around and um, they've done all right. They've done the job and sort of keeps the heat off them. Um, yeah, and just spruced it up. I've just brought a, um, a Weber, um, one of those donut grill ones with a, so you can put your... Um, your volcano in the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, They've yeah. got the, the, the removable centerpiece. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So got one of them. So I can sort of like, yeah, you, you know, it's like, 
boys with their toys, you start to get these little bits and pieces. So, <laughs> no, nah, I'm excited about that. Um, what else? I've got a Fernetto, um bullet smoker. Um, done some lamb on that. Um, done some lamb, done some chicken, done some um, a couple of briskets as well on that. Um, not as successful because it was so sort of like, learning and all that a little bit more. So I've done quite a few. Um, then I bought a um, rotisserie, um, um, like Brazilian-type one through, um, through Rotisserie Barbecue, guys, um, Cam and Mar- Mariana. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. A gorilla. Um, yeah, one of the um, flaming coals ones. So, and... That's been really good because I've got the skewers and I brought one of those baskets that rotisserate the um, um, veggies or a bit of meat. You can sort of, I don't know, what what do you call it? Splayed, splayed the chicken, cut it through, and then open it up. I I think I I, I think I know the the grill that you're talking about. Is it the one that's got several um, several sticks on it, or is it one yeah, like a? Yeah, yeah, it's got the three along the top. And then yeah, you got your kebabs. So it's it's the cypress grill, not the cypress. not the perilla. Yeah, yeah, the, the cypress, cypress grill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, so yeah, so and we've got limited room on our deck and that, and I've got um, brought that the other week, and then oh, I had to make a um, um, a cover for um, a customer in um, Arizona. He's a private investigator over there, and uh, I've made him a couple of aprons. Believe it or not, his name's Bond. So <laughs> yeah, how appropriate. So I love it. Uh, and anyway, I've made some stuff for him, and that was for a um, Green Mountain Grill um, pellet fire. So anyway, while I was out, there was a place in Hobart called um, um, Pellet Tasmania, and they sell them, and I would went over there to try them out to make sure the hood that I'd made up would go over, a leather cover would go over the um, barbecue. So while they were there, there was this pizza oven. And um, I noticed that last time and the time before I went, oh, three times we went out just to make sure it was all fit and perfect. Um, this sort of guy I am, I said, it's got to be right. No, I can tweak this. Anyway, they had this pizza oven there and um, it had started up at this price, a high price, and then it went and dropped a couple of hundred and then it dropped another couple at this sale. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I bought a, a pizza oven. So now I've got a um, a Weber kettle, a Fanetto, um the um, Cypress Grill pizza oven. Oh, and my steak machine extraordinaire, the um, the PK, um, yeah, grill. So um, who I've got off a um, a local supplier who um, brings them into Australia. So that's uh, Hazy Peak Barbecues, isn't it? Sorry, Hazy Peak Barbecues. Yes, Hazy Peak, Hazy Peak. Yeah, so the boys looked after me there and. Um, I like that one too because they've all got their own little, as I say to the missus, yeah, but you can't use one for everything. It's one bit for this and this for that. So, yeah, so that's what I tell her anyway so I can keep 
getting some of course. toys. Of course, yeah. My my wife's capped me at fifteen though. <laughs> she said, I, "She because because I've I've I'm I'm at fifteen now." She's like, "That's it, no more. If another one comes, you've got to say goodbye to one you've got." And so I just I just can't say goodbye to any of them at the moment. I'm just not emotionally ready. So uh, um, <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> that's there's, good to know. I've got a, still got a couple to go. Then <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great, great, great. So uh, so tell me, how did you get into barbecue? Has it has it been something that's been a part of your life for forever? Um. Yeah, we'd sort of um, we'd done a lot of open fire cooking um, when we went to shacks and that and barbecues and um, grandparents had a shack up at uh, Scamander up at the northeast Tasmania up around Scamander and St Helens. Uh, we're on the beaches and that, and we used to cook up craze on the in the pot and just have wow. fresh and wander down and cook up brim so there is um and catch a brim sorry and bring them home and cook them up so sort of normally on a hot plate um yeah so there was always sort of fire and and that about which was always good but um but I'm sort of a bit of obsessional sort of guy as you can see all this lever and stuff around me um um, I throw myself into things. So, um, yeah, I threw myself into a few other things and, um, yeah, sort of didn't sort of get to barbecue a lot, sort of like in my early adulthood, but I think I'm making up for it now. So, um, yeah, yeah. I dare say so, yeah. Now, you, you briefly started to mention the the barbecue scene in Tasmania. Tell us a bit about what's uh, what the scene's like down there. Well, at the at the moment, there was a um, association that had started up um, oh, two years ago, and it was go, going well. And, um yeah, they started. I wasn't involved in it, but they'd sort of started it all up, and things were rolling along. And um, yeah, over over time, there wasn't a, enough new blood coming into it, and I think it was the same people. And so like sort of like they're yeah, same people sort of doing the work so something gives sometimes so the actual organizing a competition sort of side of it sort of gone by the wayside but I can tell you there's um, uh, some groups on Facebook the Tasmanian barbecue and um, all those sorts of groups are going really well. So there is a lot of uh, fire lovers down here and it will only be a matter of time before we can um, get something up and going again. Even even um, um, an SCA, smaller sort of comp situation might be a way to go, but I've sort of, I'd love to do, do it a little bit more, but I'm sort of so busy with my own my own life, um, it makes it hard to sort of because, as you know, sort of some of the businesses and that they sort of like, um, yeah, quite they quite absorbing of your time. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah you've yeah. got to pick something you, you love doing. Now you're you're quite the storyteller. I'm just wondering if you might have a maybe a funny barbecue story you could share with us. Oh God, <laughs> there's probably some that I. Um, I can't mention on a PG, but, um, <laughs> um, but I was sort of trying to think the other day. Um, 
there was <laughs> I was lucky enough to be at a um, um, a, a KCBS competition um, uh, in Perth, WA, in 2019, which seems so long ago. But, um, yeah, it, um, who would have known? Now, uh, yeah, so when I was over there, I was invited over to do a, um, a stall in that. And the guys over there had um, asked me to um, make Mo's done it. Um, some courses over there with Jason Lento with Barbecues Events Australia um, and Harry Sue, so I've made rolls for them. But anyway, so I went over this time and um, had a stall there first time, so it was really, went really well at this event and people were just so nice over there as they are in, 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 um, Every, every comp I've been to and that, it's just like, it's just leaving one family and going to the another family. And it's sort of like, if you need somewhere to crash, yeah, come and crash at our place. Or you need something, you need me to go and get something. Yeah, so, sorry, I'll get back on track. Um, yeah, so while I was there, um, I met Harry Sue. And um, it's one of the people I'd met. and. Um, Bill Dumas. Anyway, while I was there, um, Harry wanted a role made for his his lovely girlfriend Donna, and um, so we were having a bit of discussion, so sort of like what she wanted, what colour she liked, bit of stitching, bit of bit of um, engraving, and all that. And um, Harry's saying, "Oh, you should put a names on uh, like." Serial numbers, because they could be collectors' items later on, just like where the kettle good idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, they always stamp them all individually. So I said, "Yeah, let's boot for thought." But anyway, so yeah, so I said, "Oh, before you go, I've got a couple of t-shirts. So I've got a couple of my um, Macca t-shirts uh, done by Cy. Uh, he's done a lot of the meat stock work and and all the those big mural boards. So." I'll turn around for those. I'm turning around. Now I'm just flashing off my... Uh, just showing us the back of the T-shirt the there. Now, um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, so I gave one of those T-shirts to Harry and I said, right, I've got to go. It was about getting late in the evening. I said, half past 11. We all had stuff to do the next day. So anyway, so I went to bed, got up in the morning, so like heading out. I go around the corner. Who do I see? Harry Sue. Got Harry, and I realised he's wearing one of my t-shirts. Oh. t-shirt, and it was a bit like, oh my god. So um, I said, Harry, stay there, stay there. I had to get a photo. So he's in the middle of the hallway, just come back from the pool, wearing my shirt on, and I'd only just bought them and got them going. So um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. All right, so let's move on to the second segment of our of our episode now. And I want to uh, focus specifically on Macca tool belts and knife rolls. So tell us a bit about how that got started. Well, okay. Um, probably by accident, really. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm a um, I'm a horticulturalist by trade, so I'd worked. Uh, uh, my my parents um, had a business, uh, a mowing business like Jim's Mowing. Before all that come about, um, had a um, um, land then moved into landscaping. I did that. Went travelling. I travelled Australia for four years. And I reckon I had three barbecues on that trip. Oh, wow. So I'm now get going, see if I knew barbecue people back then. I would have had some amazing um, barbecue, I'm sure. But um, that was nearly 30 years ago, mind you. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, so from there um, I did that and then worked as a groundsman at um, – College, Rosny College down in Hobart. I was there for about 22 years and I was full time, then I went to part time. And then I bought a sewing machine and that was back in 2000 and, uh, 2009. Um, yeah, about 2009. Uh, just a little industrial one from a lever place down the road. And um, bought some um, uh, upholstery leather that they had there because they used to make chairs and lounges. Anyway, I started making stuff, and then some friends wanted some um, um, rolls, tool rolls, and things. And then I started making um, some tool belts and some, some nail pockets and things like that. And then it just sort of like, and then it just moved along and oh I'm gonna need a brand. And um so from the brand the Macket became on the tool belts, which was um Macket, Michael, here's 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 the scoop, Michael, Anthony, Kirkham Agency. So there you go, there's the Macca. So um I was always sort of Mac earlier on because it's sort of my in the family and that. Um yeah, so it was just obviously put an A on there. So Mac is pretty um pretty Australian. So yeah, and it's worked well with for me, my branding. Um most Maccas are pretty laid back and relaxed. So like I think that's me. So yeah, yeah. there's not too many more names that are more Australian than Macca. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, so from there, and then it was my first knife roll in 2011. Um, someone had given me an old roll and it was just one of those um, Mandura, I think the brand is, um, canvassy sort of cordura and um yeah i sort of had a play on that put some up on my website uh then sold a couple and then um someone from the discovery channel they um they were doing a show called the nomad chef on um which is going to be played on discovery channel by an, an unknown um chef by the name of Jock Zonfrillo. Now, I don't know whether you get to see any TV at the moment on um, mainstream commercial, but Jock Zonfrillo is now um, 
one of the head compares on um, MasterChef. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's the Scottish guy, but he's also um, got Arana in Adelaide, which is, um, I think they got best restaurant in Australia last year. Um, so, so yeah, so his was the first sort of uh, this same sort of style that we have today in a Mac and knife roll was created for a program on Discovery Channel called The Nomad Chef. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So then it just sort of like that aired in 200 countries around Australia. Uh, sorry, wow. around the world plus <laughs> Australia. And, um, yeah, so I thought, oh, geez, there might be something in these knife rolls. So I sort of revamped the knife rolls. Um, then um, then I was in the Meet the Maker in the Gourmet Traveller magazine. So from the Gourmet Traveller magazine, I saw like a section in there. Um, and then a person that wanted to buy one out of there was um, um, cause I did a pop-up shop and that. So as well, oh no, that was a little bit later on. Sorry. It's so like, <laughs> um, it, it's like, wow. It was just, it just started to snowball and snowball and move along. Um, so from, from there, the gourmet, far, uh, gourmet traveler magazine, um, the first barbecue team come along that wanted one. And it was um, Natural Born Grillers. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and that was just so like, I think they'd just done that um, barbecue show with... Uh, uh, Aussie ben Barbecue Heroes. Yeah, yeah, Ben O'Donoghue. Um, yeah, which had brought a Mac and knife roll. And I think that was just from the, um, just before the Gourmet Traveller magazine. So, yeah, so that was the first barbecue team. It was a cross between him and um, and the guys in Canberra, um, uh, the regulators. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think they did a name change as well. So, um, oh, that, They've got the name. smoker that looks like a big revolver, don't they? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A name escapes me at the moment. I'm sorry, mate. I know it. I know it so well. Um, anyway, so they do catering in Canberra and that. So you guys in Canberra know who I mean. So yeah, <laughs> hit them up. Hit them up. And, we, got the, um, we got the business name right at least. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so from there and then um, meat stock come along. Oh. No, sorry, went back. Then um, Gourmet Traveller magazine did a pop-up shop in Sydney. Then uh, they wanted me to do ten rolls for there. Then they sold out. And then I got a I got a phone call saying, "Oh, Manu Fidel's here to uh, looking at the rolls, asking Ooh. questions." So then Manu brought a roll, and um, since then, then. Um, um, He's had one of those roles on a cooking show. So then that went around the place. He did a trip across America and he was rolling his roll, knife roll out in a 
Oh, wow. So every show they do a cooking thing and you'd see the role. And that's what Jocks and Thriller was doing also on the on the um, Nomad Chef show. So, yeah, yeah. So as everyone knows, you undo a roll, you just want to fling them out and just let them roll. So, yeah, because everything's secure in them, so you can do that. Now, um, um, so from there... Um, yeah, so from there, Manu's ordered a few things and done a, a barbecue movie. And um, I was going to ask he, about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he popped along to um, meat stock to say to see me there, and I was like, "This is insane!" So, like, yeah, yeah. So um, that was really nice. But um, yeah, and then when I did the first meat stock in two thousand and seventeen. Um, that was like wow, yeah, that was insane. So I had so much fun. Um, Actually, two thousand and seventeen must have been the year that I first met you, not two thousand and eighteen, because I remember that my wife was 17. there. She and she she was with me in seventeen. She wasn't with me in eighteen. So yeah, that that that, that must have been seventeen was when we first met. That's right, and I think there was a small a small meat stock in two thousand and sixteen was the first one, but. It real, I think it really sort of started. I think um, Jay and Adam and um, had started to develop that framework into from 2017. It just took off. Huge. So huge. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be back in 21. Um, whether it's going to be both hands, fingers big, crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. And um, if it's going to be on a smaller scale. So be it, but um, I know everyone wants to get back there and um, meet up and talk barbecue. So, yeah, yeah, and shop barbecue. <laughs> so, no, it's good, it's good, yeah. It, um, and Tuffy Stone was um, the first uh, pitmaster that came over to the meat stocks and that, I think, yeah, so in 2017. And I could see him sort of walking past and he was – Jess Bryles was there as well and they were talking. He was sort of walking past and I could see his head sort of turning back looking <laughs> at the time. So I sort of said, oh, that's Tuffy Stone. So, um, yeah, I seen him come back another go- time, going the other way, and his head's turning again. So um, I thought, oh, next time I see him, I'm going to go over. Seen him again, I said, Oh, good day, Tuffy. Good day. How are you? I'm Macca. So I make these rolls in Tasmania, that's the southern state of Australia. And said, I don't know whether you've seen them before. Come on over and have a look. And yeah, he loved it. So good. Um, yeah, and then he's got two rolls now. Um, yeah. So an amazing guy. Really, really nice. We still chat. He sent me a cookbook. I bought his cookbook and he said. Thanks, Maka. I hope to catch up soon. Thanks for making the best knife rolls in the world. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> insane. Insane. Just, and and that's, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to say that. He didn't, I was just re- saying, ordering a cookbook and not expecting anything like that. So it's just nice to sort of like, it's nice having little endorsements, knowing you've got doing the right thing. 
So yeah, exactly. No doubt about that like at all. If you put a little bit of yourself into your work, it goes a long way. People, yeah, yeah. And be yourself. Be yourself. Yeah. So it's it started as a hobby and now it's grown into this, uh, you know, it's you're shipping them all around the world now. I, yeah. I'm I'm looking at your workshop there behind you. I can see two hundred odd pieces of leather like rolled up in the shelves there behind you. Yeah. What sort of yeah. just what sort of scale over. is it on now? Like, are you are you full time knife rolling now or, uh, or yeah. leather yeah. gooding? So, I should yeah. say. Yeah, um, that was sort of the plan. Once I could see it evolving, that was the plan. I sort of like we we moved to um, we moved to um, Sorrel in 2007. So my time frame for knife, uh, making the rolls and things might have been a little bit out because I think we moved to Sorrel in 2007. So it might have started evolving a little bit in 2007. So because um, we were in a two-bedroom house it was our first house that we bought on 400 square meters which is probably an average size house a block now but um but back then we saw growing as i was doing the level work i was in a a three by three meter shed and it was a tin shed and it was hot and believe it or not it gets up to 40 sometimes in tasmania so that's not Fahrenheit, American friends. That's um, yeah. Celsius as well. That's so, about 112 degrees Fahrenheit or something yeah, outrageous. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, so once we moved down here, um, the wife looked at the house. I seen the shed. And, <laughs> um, yeah, well, the house must have been all right because we bought it. Yeah. <laughs> but the... Um, so from a size perspective of sort of what it is, it's it's not a factory. What it is, it's a um, a three-car garage. It's one of those, you've got two roller doors and a workshop area. Yep. I've got no cars. My car, just <laughs> got one car, parks in the driveway. So, um, yeah, it can stay out there. And now I've got a shipping container outside for storage and another shipping container down the road at um, a higher place just so I can sort of spread out a little bit. And so I've got a couple of sewing machines down there. And, like, I've just started developing um, some other little little side products and that. And that was because I wanted to develop them and I had in the back of my head that, yeah, Lever, you so like it's paying respect to the animal as well. Like part of the lever is um, part of the paddock to the plate sort of thing as well. So like in, I don't want to waste the lever. Yeah, so yeah. We we've I've just started making lever holsters for um, butchers. Um, yeah, so they've got their little white holsters that they put on their, their knives in at the sides um, of the hip. So I've dressed them up and they've got um, beautiful green ones and red ones and black ones. So it just looks stylish. You're putting your knives into a beautiful leather pocket. So um, I've done a couple now that have got um, um, crocodile print on them. 
So, um, yeah, brown tan crocodile print on for their knife sheaths. That, um, yeah, so there's some pretty flesh butchers out there now, but um, taking pride. A lot of butchers take a lot of great pride in their shops and that, so it's great to um, be able to make them look like they're, yeah, they are taking pride in themselves and what they're wearing. You know, there's some Macca aprons and Macca matching leather holsters and then it's it's great. So, yeah, so that's why I don't throw anything out. You're listening to the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with massive barbecue nerd Ben Arnott. Alrighty, so as we roll into the third segment now, Macker, I thought we might take this opportunity to talk a little bit about leather care. So yeah. there's a whole lot of barbecue teams out there now. We do have all the rolls and the uh, and the aprons and all that sort of stuff. Um, barbecue guys, we tend to be pretty hard on our stuff. We're we're pretty good at wearing stuff out and breaking stuff. So how do we uh, how do we take care <laughs> of our of our Macca knife rolls and and other assorted leather goods? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Good question. Good question. Now and. Um, Hopefully not every barbecue team has one, and I think there's always new blood coming through. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, right, back into the care. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of fat and grease and dirt and wet and and all that around, Um, rolling around in the cars and the boots, and, yeah, I know you've sort of, yeah. So what I do, I've actually just done a little... um, segment on my and put up on my Facebook with leather care and um, that is if you've got a real dirty roll like yeah you've so you've dropped a couple of times and you smudged a bit of um, grease and dirt and um, spilt some coffee on it for example so you just need to wipe it off with a damp cloth um, not soak anything then um, yeah, so so, but sorry, I'm jumped a little bit. But before that, go and buy yourself some saddle soap. Saddle soap, you can get it in um, even even Woolies and Coles sell it. If they don't have it where you are, you can get it at some um, like yeah, animal feed places, your um, horse care places like um, animal some husbandry. Co-ops and things. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, um, yeah, so get yourself some little saddle soap, a damp cloth, rub it into into the can to get a little bit of soap on. Your, your maca roll is a little bit damp. And then you just rub it in, work it in, not just in one that one dirty spot and rub, rub, rub into that because what, can happen is you end up with just a nice big shiny blob there. You don't want to take any colour out or have it super polished or, yeah, not unless you want that look, but I sort of tend to sort of like you want that evenness. So it's a bit like you're sort of you're waxing it on and then in circle motion going around and around and around and working it all over your roll and you'll get a, um, a soapy lather. Just let that that sit for a little bit. Um, yeah, just a few minutes. And time it gets right through to the end, and then come through. Wipe it off with a um, 
just a damp cloth, get all that soap start, um, suds off. Then from there, just let it dry out and then get some dubbing at the same time as you're getting some saddle soap. Um, dubbing is what you put on your um, um, shoes, like to waterproof them, but it's also a leather conditioner. So you'll get the, the conditioning, the softening, the um, and waterproofing all in one. Now, I use a brand called Joseph Liddy. Now, that's an Australian company, Australian made, um, works fantastic. So you can jump online, look for it as well. I think it's um, uh, L-I-D-D-Y, so S. So, um, yep. Um, and then buff it up, same, same way. So with the dubbing, apply it. So it's a bit like channel the karate kid, wax on, wax off. <laughs> wax on, wax off. So, so you get that that motion moving, and then moving across your lever. So you're not just working on one one spot, and just moving it right across. Don't use huge amounts of globs of it. Just sort of like clean it off your cloth. So it's sort of like just on the cloth, but not in a big glob. Mm. And then just work it across your roll. Once that's um, been applied, let it dry a little bit, then you can um, get a clean cloth and then just polish it up. So that's on the that's on the hide side. That's not the suede side. Yep. Now the suede side is the inner side, the fluffier part of the inside of the roll. You can use a little bit of um, just warm, warm soapy water on that if you like. Really make sure it's dry when you finish. Um, or if you've got a new one, you can um, spray Scotch Guard. Like you can buy Scotch Guard in a spray can, aerosol can at um, at your supermarket. Supermarkets, yep. Yeah, yeah. So you can spray that on the um, the inside, and that will water repel and stain repel a lot and enable you to wipe over and wipe off some stains on the flesh side, so on the suede side. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. So, But if you do have any any problems in that, you just yell out. And you don't have to just use Liddy's um, um, conditioner. You can – there's a multiple um, range of um, – leather conditioners. A lot of people have got horses and that have used their own stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So when the um, so when the Mac and knife roll first arrives then should we should we rub that dubbin into it from the start to to, to no. start off with a protective uh, coating? No, or? because it's been really, really heavily and evenly applied from um when I get it, I get the hides. So you the people that are seeing the video here, I've got hides behind me and um, I get the hides um, in bundles of six. And before, I, when I open them up and I go to use them, I put a dubbin on that hide before it's even cut down. So then I'll make the roll, 
got all the holes in it, cutting the holes and punching the holes, sewing, riveting, and then they get another another dubbing after that. So it's um, um, penetrated into it and protected quite well. So you're good to go for six months. Um, if you're a, a really messy a messy um, kitchen chef or, or or a barbecue and that, um, you can put it on every three months. But yeah, you just sort of like yeah, depends on the lever. I do an old world lever as well, which an old world look. People just get it and then just let it go. So lever knife rolls aren't going to be outside in the blistering sun all the time. And, yeah, they're not going to be left outside. So to be honest, if you didn't want to condition it, it'll still last. But um, just take a bit of care in it because if I see it on a table, I go, man, what's going on? <laughs> oh, I love that roll. That was one of my favourites making that roll. Show some love. Put You're going to take it personally. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Now, what if the worst happens and we end up with like a score or a scratch in the in the outer leather? Right. Okay. Um, first thing, don't let that happen. <laughs> so, so prevention is better than cure. Okay. Prevention yep. always. It's like a bad back. Um, prevention is better than the cure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it's hard. Like, yeah, if you do get a, a bad scratch, apply the dubbing into it because you want to protect that flesh, the suede that's been cut and exposed underneath a little bit. Um, you can glue patches on them, um, make it your own, but uh, I don't. I don't know if it's... It's a bit of character too, isn't it? It just depends on sometimes, yeah, some people might just say, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll use that. That's my old knives. Go and buy some new knives. <laughs> Go and buy more knives. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of great um, makers around Australia making knives and that, and sort of nine-finger forge and dog boy knives and um, um, Ben Florent knives, winter forge, uh, Tom Honslow knives. I'll tell you what, if you want some knife makers' names, just yell out, I'll, I'll send you a list. Yeah, there's, sounds good to there's, me. There's some boys in the barbecue scene that make knives, beautiful knives. So, yeah, yeah, just ask around on the groups. You'll get pointed in the right direction. Yep, yep. Everyone's got their uh, their favourite recommend, uh, favorite recommendations for knife makers. So, yeah, there'll exactly, exactly. definitely be lots of good advice around there. Exactly. And I've got now, a bit of a knife collection now due to um, um, I used to swap um, some rolls for some knives earlier on in the piece, but I've got... I've got so many knives now. I'm sort of running out of hanging space and um, three or four rolls. So, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, folks. (laughs) No more bartering. No more. No more. Fair enough. Now, tell us a little bit about this uh, about this knife roll that you're going to put up for the for the giveaway. So it's it's going to be custom coloured. Tell us a bit more about it. Right. Okay. So. 
I thought about this coming on and that, and I sort of like, yeah, like I've had people on before saying, yeah, how how nice they are, and they really enjoy, enjoy having one and that. And I thought, well, well, let's it's coming up to Christmas and that, and let's yeah, so I'm, I'm sort of thinking, well, let's celebrate and give one away. And what I'm going to do, we, I didn't want to just say, here's a black one. This is Here's a brown one. This is what I've got left over in the shop. I wanted to make it a bit special. If someone, whoever wins, can have it the colour that they want. I've got black. I've got espresso. I've got tan. I've got old world. I've got red. I've got green. And there's a midnight blue. So they've got a choice. Oh, nice. They can they can choose their rivets. They can choose their stitching. They can get their name on there. They can get they can get their team logo on there. Whatever they whatever they want. So it's just a, a double strap five pocket knife roll. Um, yeah, and you can make the combinations that you want. That's fine. Beautiful. But not everyone can. Um, can win it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and if you're thinking about buying a knife roll, um, put your order in quickly before Christmas gets here because, Good point. to be honest, I haven't slowed down. It's been insane. So thank you, everyone, for your support. That's, um, yeah, so if someone does put an order in and they do win a roll, I will reimburse that wow. money. But yeah, so, yeah, so if you think, oh, no, but I want to buy a roll and you're going, oh, no, I won't because I might win a competition, I will just reimburse that money. So if you've bought one, we'll go from there. There you go. You're not going to get a much better competition than that, are you? A, 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 a customised five-pocket uh, Macca knife roll with a, with a money-back guarantee, I guess, to the winner. Exactly, that, that if they've pre-purchased, yeah, they'll yeah, still yeah. get to win. Yeah, so, mo- yeah, yeah. Money back Is guarantees, it- not not quite the right phrase, but you understand what, no. I'm, what yes, I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Well, well, it's a no risk to someone who buys one Yeah, that if they win it, that they just don't end up with two knife rolls. Because that would so be a darn shame, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All righty. So we've we've got some uh, some some terms and conditions that that Mac and I have uh, ha- have worked out here. So what we're going to do is we're going to direct everybody to Facebook and find this video on the Smoking Hot Confessions Facebook page. So if you're watching this video now on Facebook, congratulations, you're already at step one, and we want you to like and share the video um, of this interview. So find that, like the Smoking Hot Confessions page, like the Macca Tool Belts and Knife Rolls page. We will go through, we'll collect all those names, we'll put the names into one of those uh, internet-based um, random choosers, r- random selectors, and we'll pick them from random a week from when the video goes live. So the videos always go live at 4 o'clock on a Thursday, um, Australian Eastern Standard Time, Queensland Time. Um, so if you're looking through the Facebook feed for Smoking on Confessions, look for that, find this video, like and share this video, like the Smoking on Confessions page, like the Macca Tool Belts Knife Rolls page, and you'll be in the draw. So what do you reckon, Macca? I think it's about time for you to start giving some shout outs and some thanks and tell everybody where they can track you down on all your different, uh, social media platforms. Okay. 
Thank you. Well, thank, thanks to you, Ben, for um, having me on the show. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a great job. Thank you. Now, because um, if it's not, it wasn't for people like you and and guys in America doing the, the a similar thing like Kevin over in Barbecue Beats and that. Um, yeah, yeah, it it doesn't get the traction. Thank you to um, Jay and Adam at Meatstock and that, like, yeah, <laughs> so like that's sort of like it's just pushed pushed my exposure out, and um, also and Rowan Peterson in um, in in Northeast Tassie. If it wasn't for Rowan, I wouldn't have got into um, to barbecue. Um, yeah, so that's a big shout out. Um, also, oh, Darren. Dan Barrett, he um, was he won his first Macca and only Macca knife roll in um, Tasmania at his first comp when he was a newbie. Yeah, so yeah, so right. There, there you go. But um, yeah, so as far as oh, there's too many. My missus is probably uh, my number one sort of fan, probably, and, and probably should have led with that. And she's had a hard, um, yeah, hard sort of um, November through to February and that with illness and and the business has kept me busy and my kept me sane. So that's been really wonderful that, um, yeah, thank you for everyone for supporting me and um, keeping me sane and happy and never working a day in my life. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Look, I'm I'm just gonna say thank you so much for for coming on board the show and and sharing your story with us this afternoon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. There you have it, family. That was the one and only Macca from Macca Tool Belts and Knife Rolls. How genuine is that guy? We were laughing and joking about how you know you you, you can't get a much more Aussie name than Macca. You're not gonna meet a much more down to earth, real Aussie guy than than Macca himself. So that was great to have him on board the show and uh, and find out the whole story behind these Macca knife rolls that everybody loves so much. And just a reminder, we are doing that giveaway, which is super exciting. And just to uh, refresh your memory. It's a fully customized five pocket knife roll. So you can pick the color, you can pick the stitching, uh, you can pick the different buckles. It's incredible the the amount of custom work that, that Macca can do there for you. And he's also going to laser etch either your logo or your name onto it for you, which is super cool. So to enter, you need to track down this video um, on the Smoking on Confessions Facebook page. It'll be dated on the Thursday at 4 p.m. So if you're scrolling back through the feed, look for that. You need to like and share this video. You need to like the Smoking on Confessions page and you need to like the Macca Tool Belts and Knife Rolls page. And before we close out, just as some quick reminders of those announcements from the top. The Grill Gun by Grill Blazer review is now up on the website. Check that out. 10% off if you do decide to get one. Use the code word confessions. Come join us at the Smoking on Confessions Barbecue Community on Facebook. And big thank you to, to today's sponsor, Meat and Fire Media Services. If you are looking to get your brand out there, do use that code word podcast at checkout and you'll save 100 bucks off that, um, off that course. And so that is a wrap. That is all the time that we do have for today. So until next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions. <laughs>